Hi, and welcome to the TRU Alumni Podcast, hosted by me, Dustin McIntyre, TRU Alumni Manager, and TRU Alumni. I'm joined today by David Carter. David is an assistant professor at Thompson Rivers University in the Faculty of Adventure Studies, Culinary Arts, and Tourism Management, focusing in the tourism industry. David won a Faculty Excellence Award uh, from the university in 2022 for teaching. He graduated from TRU in 2006 with his Bachelor of Tourism Management, majoring in adventure tourism. He received his MBA from San Diego State University in 2010 and began working at TRU shortly after. David is currently championing a new program at TRU called the Tourism Innovation Lab. Welcome to the podcast, David Carter. Thank you, Dustin. That was uh, quite the intro. I wish you would uh, come to my uh, classes and meetings and do that for me. Every meeting you're in, welcome, <laughs> David Carter. That would be wonderful, yeah. yeah I once upon a time you. used to be the voice of the Wolfpack, so I've got that uh, that kind of tone to me, you know, in this corner, wearing black. <laughs> Excellent. Well, thanks for having me, Dustin. This is this is very cool. It's been a long time coming. You and I have been talking about it, so uh, I'm excited to, to have you. We're both alumni here. We both work at the institution, so a bit of nepotism on our part. I guess so. Although it's not family, but it's it's definitely favoritism. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so so um, I had the privilege in my my old job as the fundraiser of uh, FACT, Faculty of Adventure, Culinary and, and Tourism, uh, to work with you on the the Tourism Innovation Lab, and it's something that you know you're really proud of, and you you know you really had to baby through COVID, and now you've you fully launched it. So tell us what is the Tourism Innovation Lab. Sure. Yeah. So the Tourism Innovation Lab kind of um, sprung from my mind and some conversations I had with our um, director, one of our research directors, Lincoln Smith, Dr. Lincoln Smith. And um, he and I connected over entrepreneurship and technology and the sort of way that technology gets incubated and accelerated through a lot of these government programs. And I'd always sort of said, I, I wish tourism had something like that. And I wish that we could make something that would, would give tourism businesses that kind of opportunity. And at the same time, I wanted to give my students that experience. So I was always trying to, you know, create projects or find projects in the community or um, do like Dragon's Den panels for com with community people to put a little bit of realism into the classroom and give the students a bit more of that feeling. And then, you know, when you were working in the advancement there, um, we ended up having a great meeting with um, uh, Bev DeSantis from the tourism Kamloops. She was the CEO of tourism Kamloops. She's now retired and she wanted to support something that was entrepreneurial related. And I finally just sort of had the guts to say my idea and both she and Nardine were like, that's great. So let's, let's go forward with that. And it was fantastic. We worked on a proposal, you and I, we came up with this um, great sort of donation document for them. And then all that stuff happened. We took some pictures and made an announcement and then the world fell apart. And so I actually learned a bit doing this during COVID. Of course, we didn't do any of the planned kind of in-person coaching or um, other components of this that we really wanted to do digitally, but it actually helped us to learn a bit more about how to incorporate some digital stuff into the process and maybe make it a little bit easier on the coaching side. And, and now that we're all much more familiar with, with like teams and zoom and things, just coaching that way is so much more convenient for mentors and also for students, I think. And so, yeah, now what we have is a program that runs each semester in my um, upper level product development experience creation class. 
where all the students pitch a new tourism business for Kamloops, a new tourism experience that they think Kamloops needs. And we're doing this um, both to give the students some additional experience, but there's a real community development factor here as well from tourism Kamloops side. Uh, they know that as a destination, we need more fun and exciting things to do here, and that will get people to stay longer or just come here in general. And the more of that we have, the better we are as a community and, and as a destination. And then um, from the incubation acceleration side, we already have the Kamloops Innovation Center, which does an excellent job of accelerating mostly tech-related businesses. And they have a presence on campus with the TRU generator um, for students. But in this case, we were adapting and leveraging those types of programs for tourism. And we're doing so particularly in my case for students. And we want to encourage students to become entrepreneurs and at minimum, give them the chance to practice some of those skills and learn some of those skills and hopefully improve their creative confidence, their, their confidence in their own ideas, their confidence in their own thinking around this. And that, you know, that's the, that's the nuts and bolts of it. I feel like that was a pretty long-winded explanation, but as you know, I'm pretty excited about this program and I like talking about it. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I remember when I when I became the the major gift fundraiser and I was going, you know, faculty by faculty, professor to professor. Hey, what do you need? What what do you believe in? What do you support? How can I help you uh, achieve that? What kind of funds do you need? And, you know, most professors have pretty much the same answer. Oh, you know, I'm doing this and doing this. And then you and I sat down and you said, well, here's what I would love to do. And I only need, you know, I think at the time it was twenty five thousand dollars. And I said, I think we can make this happen. Uh, let's get the right people in the room. And, and, you know, once, once it jumped off the, the page in front of tourism can loops and your Dean and, and everyone was on board, it just, it just took a life of its own and it, it was flying. And, um, I had the, the privilege of on the first kind of cycle pre COVID of being on that, you know, the dragon's den board and, and all your students came and, and presented and there were some just incredible ideas. And it made me so excited because now these students are taking what they have on paper and, and they're going to make it uh, real. Um, now, obviously that didn't happen at the time in 2019, but come 2022, it happened. So tell us about um, that cycle and, and you, you selected two students to actually innovate their, their plan. So let's talk about that. Yeah. So um, that's kind of like the second part of this and the part that really kind of needs the money, I guess. I mean, we do pay some of that stuff in class for the, the coaching and the additional services that we, that we give for the students. But yeah, the second phase is that we want those students who pitch really great ideas and are passionate about those ideas to then actually try and start that as a business. And we are hoping to encourage them to do that by offering them a grant stipend funding uh, that's roughly equivalent to like a part-time jobs, part-time summer jobs worth of money. Um, and we're asking them to pursue their business idea. We're, we've vetted them. We've looked at them through the Dragon's Den panel. Um, they've gone through the process of the class. So they know they've at least thought about this for a couple of months in the class. And then now we want to put them into the real world and see if they can try and get their businesses going. And our plan is to do this every summer. And moving forward, that's that's what we're hoping to do. So last summer was the first time that we actually had the chance to do that, of course, after COVID. And we ended up with two really incredible students who, who joined what we're calling our Tourism Venture Acceleration Program, or the TVAP, because everything <laughs> needs an acronym. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> and we had two awesome ideas. The students worked so hard and got further along 
than we even expected. And both of them actually offered pilot tours of their tourism business ideas last summer or, and into the fall. And uh, it was really incredible. One of them you you went on with right. um, Jada, our student Jada Glenn, uh, worked really hard on a um, cultural-based tour um, involving the Maccabee fossil beds and bringing people from Kamloops to go and have a nice lunch and then to engage with the Maccabee fossil beds and the uh, indigenous culture and history of that area. And um, it was on maybe the hottest day of the summer. No but, question. <laughs> yeah. So hot. Yeah. So, but ultimately everybody gave us excellent feedback. Everyone was sort of excited about the idea and, and encouraging of Jada to continue to pursue that and um, to think about that. And what, what really blew me away with Jada, the one that I got to go on was it was her first time ever doing it but it felt like it was her 20th or 30th time. She was so professional. It was so well executed. Just, hey, meet here at this time. We're going to stop and look at this view. Here's lunch. Boom, we get there. The tour is ready to go. You know, the whole experience, the cultural piece, this is what the Maccabee fossil beds uh, mean um, and how we're going to expand that and have everyone get to join and, and be a part of this. And it, and it really just blew me away uh, that that was the first time it was ever done. And it, it felt like I was, you know, a paying customer and it was really special. Yeah, I totally agree. And it also kind of opened my eyes even a little further to the potential of these students as business owners or entrepreneurs or just sort of, you know, community members as to what they're capable of, you know, and, and Jada did all that after, you know, she was also working last summer as well, but she worked on this and she, um, with the mentorship of uh, John Zubak from Kamloops Innovation, um, she made some incredible progress and, and was able to pull that off. And she, you're right, she did an amazing job and it really didn't take much effort for me to get that to happen i was i was very sort of surprised at, at at how little i had to be involved because jada was driving the the train and uh, the same thing with stefan uh, mercedes our other student as well that, that he he was great i met with them you know a few times throughout the summer and and got check check-ins from them but ultimately they they did this on their own and uh, that's what, what really felt like an accomplishment i think what, for them what was the, what was the other one tell us about the other one Sure. Yeah. So Stefan um, came up with the idea for uh, guided mountain biking tours. And it's something that we know Kamloops is known for mountain biking. It's kind of a mountain biking Mecca, they call it, you know, it's kind of part of the invention of downhill mountain biking and, and all that stuff. And we know we have these great facilities, but it can also be a bit of a daunting place for people who are visiting. And so Stefan's idea was to create a guided tour experience that um, he was going to sell through uh, the Yurvana app, which is basically a, an app that is supported by the tourism industry in BC to connect people who want to go on adventure type activities with guides and things like that. And so Stefan used that. And actually, hilariously, on the week that we were gearing up to do his pilot tour, he actually had a paying customer. So no yeah, so he got somebody to book it before we even actually had run our pilot tour. And so we did something similar where um, we invited uh, people from the community who are influential in mountain biking and influential in tourism and who could give feedback on the product and, and how it runs and, and um, all that stuff. And of course, we support this with some of the grant money that we have and the donation money that we have to pay for some of those expenses for, um, you know, mostly mental shuttles was really excellent. They helped us all day. And um, yeah, so Stefan's went went awesome. And actually, it was really cool. I have another student in our tourism management program, uh, Riley Schultz, 
who is a photographer. He has his own photography business and he has his own drone. And we invited him to come out and he took photos and, and did drone shots of the whole day. So it ended up being this really incredible kind of perfect fall day of, of great sunlight. And, um, and Stefan's uh, experience went really well and he's um, excited to try it again next summer. So that's the kind of thing that we're hoping for is that, you know, these businesses would actually come to reality and that we could be the sort of, the support network that they need to get there. But yeah, so Stefan guided mountain biking, very cool. So I guess that's my next question then. Where do you see the Tourism Innovation Lab uh, going from here? Obviously you have your next uh, cohort um, coming through, um, but yeah, seeing uh, some of these actually become businesses, uh, you know, what would be the ultimate success for you? I think that would be the ultimate success would to be a see a successful business that started just as a seed of an idea in my classroom. And then a few years later is, is taking tourists out and um, becoming a business partner in the community and, and all that stuff. That to me would, would seem like the ultimate success, I think. But I'm very cognizant that, you know, startups fail. That's, that's actually part of the lessons we're teaching students is how to fail and learn from your failures, how to iterate and, you know, incorporate your learnings and, and, what you might need to pivot on and and all that sort of other sort of learning that comes from entrepreneurship because we do know that i mean it's like the statistics on failure for for all startups across all businesses are, are high right? it's just sort of part of the game but it doesn't mean you shouldn't keep trying and it doesn't mean that, that that can't be the success so yeah my ultimate vision would be that we have some successful business like that that can can be the kind of shining beacon of our our program but i also would like to see our expansion a little bit into not only the community but into other parts of the university maybe and see if we can partner with some other faculties and, and get kind of maybe that somebody wants to make an app and we can partner with computer science or, or some of those kind of things and and yeah that's kind of we'd like to be a good community partner a good part of the Kamloops area that if maybe somebody who's not a student has a tourism idea that they want to try that we could offer them support as well and that's the kind of that's the kind of um thing we want the lab to be we want it to be a really good part of the community and a community partner in particular we're starting with our tru community and then we'd like to expand it to our to our general community yeah that that totally makes sense could you share maybe some of the ideas that weren't able to uh, maybe get down the line that were really great, maybe too big or um, just not maybe Kamloops centric enough or, or something like that, or maybe, maybe funny. I don't know. Sure. I mean, we've had some, some really great ones that are big, you know, that are related to um, in particular. Um, I really like the ideas around like um, light walks and projection mapping and, and technology layers that go over um, reality. And um, they have a great example of this in Whistler with the Valea Lumina. And so we had a student who proposed an indigenous version of that for Kamloops and sort of telling the story of Tecumloops and the two rivers and, and the sort of indigenous history. And, and uh, I really loved that idea. And I thought it was great. And actually I was so um, excited to see that the Wendake people in Quebec have actually just launched their own uh, on a Lumina, I think it's called. And um, that's just so exciting that we can see like those kind of indigenous stories being brought to life with technology and for tourism. And I just think that was a really cool idea. I think our favorite idea that we've had that um, was just, it was kind of hilarious and disappointing at the same time was um, a student proposed this really cool horseback riding 
uh, gold panning yep. hunter lunch thing. And he did such a great presentation. You know, he like gave us a paper clip at the beginning and was like, that's this amount of gold. And like, he just had us all eating out of the palm of his hands. And we were so excited about his idea. And then we were like, would you like to do it? And he's like, uh, no, I got a job. Yeah, <laughs> and we I were just like, oh no! <laughs> I remember that one so clearly, and I was like, oh, this is something I really want to do because the history of gold panning on Tranquil is so interesting. It really tells the history of the Kamloops region, you know, um, at the time of the trading post, and and you know what that space meant because you know Tranquil back then was it's really its own its own thing, its own space, its own town. Um, so I would have loved to to know more about that. So yeah, that's that was my favorite too. So you you took yeah. my idea, David. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry, just that. Um... That's the one that stands out. I think that was, I mean, it's, it's in the running for best presentation that I've seen from a student still. Yeah, absolutely. And um, yeah, we just, we loved that idea, but uh, the student had other plans and that's, that's also part of um, my learning as running this lab, you know, it's like, this is something I'm super excited about, but for a lot of the students, it's, it's just another class for them. And I have to balance my expectations and my sort of, um, uh, getting the commitment from them with, you know, who wants to do this and is that, am I pushing too hard or, or what's going on from, from that sort of side of things and just being cognizant of that. And, and that's, that's part of this. And uh, one thing I've actually found is I've hired a couple of um, uh, research assistants with this grant money that we have to help me with the program and to help me, you know, um, not only plan and program things, but to actually like, I've been grateful to hire students that have just finished the class and then I'm able to get their feedback and sort of use that to, to do my own iteration around how do I make this better for the students? How do I help them? And, and that's been really kind of a useful thing to, to have for me is to have a sort of student sounding board that's not in the class and I'm not grading anymore and it is not sort of beholden to me in that teacher student way. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, are you able to give us maybe a, a hint or a preview of what we'll see this summer or some of the ideas of what, what maybe will come through? Sure. So far, um, we've had some really interesting ones this year around, um, we had one that's paddling based, so on the river. And we're always looking for things on the river because the river is kind of underutilized in Kamloops. So I was excited to have a student who was very much excited about that. We had a student who took her passion for motorcycle riding and proposed a sidecar experience, which is very cool. And of course, with all the back roads we have around here and all the actual like really good touring routes, we thought that was a cool idea. And then we've had a couple of others where we have one that is uh, snowshoe stargazing, um, which we like because that's winter time. And then we had another one that was um, a student who uh, wants to open up a uh, climbing gym and do kind of a bit of the technology stuff that's in climbing and, and maybe I don't not, I don't want to put words in his mouth, but I always think of it as a little bit like American Ninja Warrior, <laughs> adding a bit of that fun stuff to the the climbing gyms. Mm -hmm. So those are some of the ideas I've heard recently. I don't want to, you know, Absolutely. step on their toes, but yeah. Uh, yeah, that's, that's what I feel comfortable saying. That's very cool. I look forward to that. And then one final question I have for you. So you're, uh, you know, professor here, obviously, have you ever looked at rate my professor and has it ever influenced you in the way that you teach? Um, yeah. So I'll, I'll, uh, this is funny, Dustin, this actually came up in my class last, uh, last month, I think it was. And, uh, the students asked me, do I ever look at it? And I said, no, not really. I, I, I used to look at it sometimes and it's sort of like, it's like reading your reviews as a professor. I, I don't like to do that during the semester 
because what happens with me and with my personality is I'll just find that one negative comment and that'll be the one that I remember. You know, I like, I, I, I think I'm a good professor. My, my reviews from in class are good, but I always stick on the negative. That's sort of uh, one of my personality traits. But so when the students asked me, I said, I don't really like rate my professor because um, when it started, it was actually a bit sexist. It had the like hotness rating of, of women. And I actually remember being in a meeting and um, it was like a, a woman had won an award and the professor announcing the award was like and she has four peppers on rate my professor and i was like oh that is that is gross and we know that there's an inherent bias towards um um not only females but but people of color and and um certain um types of people so i just don't like to look at it but i made the this funny joke to my students that i don't really look at it and i was trying to say you know don't don't only pick your professors based on their rate my professor score because i think the only people that rate there are either those who were super happy or those who absolutely hated you and you you don't really get a good picture of the person and then i made this um comparison to i don't know if you saw this but there was a great i think it was an instagram maybe it was a TikTok video of this um uh, asian gentleman from america explaining how the sweet spot for chinese restaurants is three and a half stars on Yelp. <laughs> and he was like, he explains it. He's like, anything above three and a half, like in the four star range, that's for like, that's Caucasianized or Americanized Chinese food because the real Chinese people don't have the same perception of customer service as we do. So when white people go to those restaurants, they think that they're being rude, but it's really just a different connotation of customer service. And like, you have to demand mm -hmm. things from Chinese servers. Otherwise they're not, they're not going to come around with refills and things like that. And he sort of explained that he's like, but if you go to those restaurants, the food will be so good that you you'll knock them for the service, but you'll give them a still a good rating for the food. Yeah. So three and a half stars ends up being this zone. And so I showed them this video of, of this uh, gentleman, um, and then I was, they watched it, they all laughed. They sort of got exactly what he was talking about, about how the ratings kind of end up that way. And I was like, and what's my rating on rate my professor? And the student goes, 3.5. 3.5. And I was like, perfect. I'm in the zone of like, yeah. there's enough people who didn't get it and there's enough people who love me too. So that's that's great. But yeah, it's, I think that's a tough one, you know, to to have a kind of public profession like that, where Absolutely. the students go and, and, and say those things about you. And I also... One of the things I pointed out in this one in particular, I, in this class, I said, well, sometimes you have professors that challenge you and you don't like it at the moment. You don't like it at the time, but you appreciate it later on. Right. And that takes a little while before you kind of are able to process that. And I think about that with some of the professors, you know, who were challenging me when I was in school and, and you know, like, they're like, you could do better. And, yeah. and that helps raise your bar, helps to raise your performance. And, and, um, but I, I don't think I liked it while it was happening. Yeah. <laughs> right. Any of those so. professors are your colleagues now. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Yeah. So luckily you didn't rate them publicly. No, I'm really glad they didn't have that back when, uh, I was in, in school. <laughs> Absolutely. So, yeah. David, thank you so much for your time. Uh, I'm very excited about your tourism innovation lab project and everything that's kind of branching off of it. And I think it, it does great things for your students, uh, for your faculty, but also, you know, it elevates uh, the institution as well. And, and watching, you know, from the alumni perspective, every one of these people that, you know, actually create a business is just another successful alum story. So we uh, applaud your work and we, uh, we, we hope for those students success and, and we're here to, to help in any way we can. 
Absolutely. Thank you so much, Dustin. And I, I reciprocate that. I think that it's it's great that you guys are working so hard to connect our alumni community and to celebrate the alumni stories, because there are so many great ones from TRU. And, you know, we're not a big famous university, but we certainly have an outsized impact. And I think that's uh, that's really something to celebrate. So I appreciate your work. Okay, we'll talk to you soon, David. All the best, Dustin. Thank you.